This is the Apex United Methodist Church podcast. Moses stands saying to this new generation of Israel, Hear this, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. For you see, this new generation is standing on the precipice, getting ready to enter into that promised land that they have only heard tales of. For it was their parents and their grandparents who Moses led out of slavery in Egypt through the Red Sea to the base of Sinai where they encountered God to the very edge of that promised land where they peered over and yet did not trust that God's good gifts were actually good gifts for them. And so they turned away from God and God's promises. And God said, no, not one of you will live to enter into this land that I had promised you. But you shall wander for 40 years in the harsh scarcity of the desert. And so this generation that stands before Moses has known nothing other but 40 years of life wandering in the desert. Moses says to them, love the Lord your God with all of your heart and all of your soul and all of your might. For when you get into this new promised land, let me tell you, you will be tempted to love other things. Let me tell you, you'll be tempted to make for yourself other gods. Let me tell you, you will be tempted to forget the Lord, your God. So Moses says to them, teach these things to your children. Talk about them when you get up in the morning and when you're lying down at night. Write them on your very foreheads. Pass on this faith from generation to generation. Just as you have heard stories about slavery in Egypt and God's mighty saving acts leading us to freedom, so too you must teach your children who this God is. And what this God has done for us. Moses says, I know it may not seem like it now. In this land and life of scarcity in the desert. But one day you will be entering and living in a land so abundant. That you will be tempted to forget. Moses says, I know it may not seem like it now when all you know is day after day tearing down your tent every morning and setting it up again every night. But one day, one day you will live in fine, large, permanent cities. But you will not have built them. Moses says, I know it may not seem like it now when every single morning you wake up to go and gather the manna that God has provided out of the dew from the morning. But one day, one day you will gorge yourself on the bountiful and plentiful fruits of the field. Yet they will be from fields you did not plant and you did not harvest. Yes, God, Moses says to these people, I know it may not seem like it now when you wonder exactly how much water Moses can draw from that rock to quench all of our thirsts. But one day, you will drink water from wells so deep that it seems like the faucet will never run dry. Yet even then, you will not have dug those wells. 
Yes, I know it may not seem like it now in this land and life of scarcity, but God is getting ready to bring you into a place of great abundance. Yet in that abundance, let me tell you, you will be tempted to grow numb. Because in the land of the desert, it is quite clear that God is the one who provides when water comes from rocks and bread comes from the morning dew. But when we move into this land of abundance, we become more and more tempted to forget the Lord, our God. And so Moses says, when you have eaten your fill, take care that you do not forget the Lord. For I think God knows how prone we are to forgetfulness. I think God knows that spiritual amnesia runs deep in our family history and it is a disease that we are all prone to. And so God says time and time again, do not forget. Do not forget the Lord who provides. See, I'm a bit sympathetic to this new generation of Israel that stands here before Moses. They're getting ready to move from a lifetime in the realm of scarcity to a lifetime in the realm of abundance. For me, I am in my seventh year of full-time higher education that some call that vast wilderness desert. For me, these past seven years as a full-time student have been years close to scarcity, where every single scholarship check counts, where the pennies from every single summer job are saved, where the dollars from every single on-campus work study are carefully counted to make ends meet. And in those places of scarcity, I am quite clear in my mind, it is crystal clear to me, that every single semester when my tuition bill is paid, when I can afford to pay for housing and food and transportation, that it is none other than God who has provided for me and allowed me to be here. Trust me, I am under no illusion that I am who I am and where I am today only by the grace of God. But if I'm being honest, this past year or so, I have found myself moving from this realm of scarcity to the realm of abundance. In a few short months in May, I will graduate and finish my seven long years of a full-time student, moving into the full-time workforce, moving into the realm of full-time pay. And as I have taken on over this past year working more and more, I have found that my financial and material resources are less scarce than I once thought. I don't count those pennies quite so closely or pay attention to those dollars quite so much. I have more to spend on myself and my friends and my family and honestly frivolous things that I probably don't even need. And I can already tell that my memory has begun to be rattled, that my memory has begun to fade. For when I, as I am moving into this land of abundance, 
I am more and more tempted to believe in the myth that I am a self-made person. That I brought myself into this good and abundant and promised land. That it's because of my own hard work and countless hours of studying that I'm able to afford to do and live life the way I want to. And yet the truth is that Paul's words ring down the corridors of eternity. What do you have, Ricky, that you have not received? And if you've received it, why do you brag and boast as if it were not a gift? See, God knows how prone we are to forgetting, especially in those times of great abundance. Forgetting that all Life is a gift. That even the very air that moves in and out of our lungs is borrowed breath. And God breathed into them the breath of life. Yes, this we own about ourselves that we are a people prone to forgetting. And so that is why for me, For the first time in my adult life, I am making a pledge of giving, an estimate of giving to this church that I have grown to call family and home. This pledge and estimate of giving for me is a commitment before my God and my church that each month when I sit down to write that check, that I am reminded that what I have is not my own, that I have not made myself into the person I am today, that I am not responsible for this abundance in which I live, but that all of life is a gift from God. See, I think that's what generosity can do for us. When we buy into that myth that we are self-made persons, generosity becomes nothing more than a debt that is owed or a bill to be paid. I really hate paying bills. But when we realize that all of our life, from the air in our lungs to the water that we drink to the food that we eat and the houses that we live in, the financial and material resources that we have are none other than a gift from God, then generosity enables us to give that gift back to God through God's church. Serving this community here in Apex, serving the community across Wake County, and serving God's people throughout the world. Brothers and sisters, generosity is freedom. Generosity is that reminder that the barrier to forgetfulness, particularly in times of abundance, need not rule our lives. I've been singing this hymn in my head all week long, and I think the hymn writer's on to something. Oh, to grace how great a debtor daily I'm constrained to be. Yes, all life is a gift, but perhaps the greatest gift of all is God's redeeming love found in Jesus Christ. What do you have that you have not received? And yet we recognize that we are people prone to being forgetful. That we are prone to forgetting our God. 
prone to wander, Lord, we know it. Prone to leave the God we love. And in our generosity, we say to God, here's our hearts, Lord. Take and seal them. Seal them for thy courts above. Amen.